of the Srimad Bhagavatam, we're in the eighth canto, third chapter, entitled Gajendra's Prayers of Surrender. Nama Atma Pradipaya, text number 10. Sakshine Paramatmane, Namogiram Viduraya, Manashas Chetasam Api. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of God and the self-effulgent Supersoul, who is the witness in everyone's heart, who enlightens the individual soul, and who cannot be reached by exercises of the mind, words, or consciousness. <clears throat> Purport, the Supreme Personality of God and Krishna cannot be understood by the individual soul through mental, physical, or intellectual exercises. It is by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that the individual soul is enlightened. Therefore, the Lord is described here as Atman. The Lord is like the sun, which illuminates everything and cannot be illuminated by anyone. Therefore, if one is serious about understanding the Supreme, one must receive enlightenment from Him, <clears throat> as instructed in the Bhagavad Gita. One cannot understand the Supreme Personality of God by one's mental, physical, or intellectual powers. The Supreme Personality of God is realized by pure devotees, text 11, who act in the transcendental existence of bhakti yoga. He is the bestower of uncontaminated happiness and is the master of the transcendental world. Therefore, I offer my respect unto him. Purport. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, the Supreme Personality of God can be understood only by devotional service. If one wants God in truth, one must take devotional service. These activities are called sattva or shuddha sattva. In the material world, activities of goodness, which are symptomatic of a pure brahmana, are appreciated. on the transcendental platform only by devotional service devotional service is called naishkarmya mere negation of material activity will not endure naishkarmyam apyachutabhava varjatam unless one performs activities <coughs> with reference to Krishna consciousness cessation of material activities will not be helpful naishkarmya freedom from material action many highly elevated stop their activities, yet they failed and returned to the material platform to act as materialistic persons. But once one is engaged in the spiritual activities of bhakti yoga, our Krishna conscious movement is therefore an attempt to engage everyone always in spiritual activity, by which one becomes transcendental actions. The spiritual activities of bhakti mark, shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, padasevanam, lead one to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, as stated here, sattvena pratilabdhyaya naishkarm yena vipaschita, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is realized by pure devotees who act in the transcendental existence of bhakti yoga. The Gopal Tapani Upanishad says, bhakti rasibhajanam tad iham utram padi. This is a definition of naishkarmya. One acts in naishkarmya when he fully engages in Krishna conscious activities without material desires to enjoy, either here or in the upper planetary systems, in the present life or in a future life. Iha amutra. Anya bilashita shunyam. No desire in this life or present life or in a future life. When one is freed from all contamination and he acts in devotional service under the direction of, of the spiritual master, one is on the platform of Naishkarmya. By such transcendental devotional service, the Lord is served. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. I offer my respectful obeisances to Lord Vasudev, who is all-pervading, to the Lord's fierce form as Lord Nishingadev, to the Lord's form as an animal, Lord Varahadev, to Lord Dattatreya, who preached impersonalism, to Lord Buddha, and to all other incarnations. 
I offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord, who has no material qualities, but who accepts the three qualities, uh, goodness, passion, and ignorance within the material world. I offer my respectful obeisances unto the impersonal Brahman effulgence. Purport in the previous verses, it has been described that although the Supreme Personality of God has no material form, he accepts innumerable forms to favor his devotees and kill the demons. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, there are so many incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead that they are like the waves of a river. The waves of a river flow incessantly and no one can count how many waves there are. Similarly, no one can calculate when and how the different incarnations of the Lord appear according to the necessities of time, place, and candidates. The Lord appears perpetually. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 4.7, Yada yadahi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abhyutanam dharmasya tadatmanam sarjamyaham Whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharata, and a predominant rise of your religion, at that time I descend myself. In the material world there is always the possibility of deviation from Krishna consciousness. And therefore, Krishna and his devotees always act in ver various forms to curb such godlessness. Even impersonalists who stress the knowledge feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead want to merge in the effulgence of the Lord. Therefore, here the word jnana ganaya indicates that for atheists who disbelieve in the form and existence of the Lord, all these various incarnations appear. Since the Lord comes to teach in so many forms, no one can say that there is no God. The word jnana ganaya is especially used here to refer to those whose knowledge has become solidified by dint of their searching for the Lord through speculative philosophical understanding. Superficial knowledge is useless for understanding the Supreme Personality of Godhead but when one's knowledge becomes extremely intense and deep, one understands Vasudev. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sadurlaba. A jnani attains this stage after many, many births. Therefore, the word jnana ganaya is used here. The word shantaya indicates that Lord Vasudeva is situated in everyone's heart but does not act with the living entity. Impersonalist jnanis realize Vasudev when they are fully mature in knowledge. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahat Masadurlaba. Text 13. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto you who are the super soul, the superintendent of everything, and the witness of all that occurs. You are the supreme person, the origin of material nature, and of the total material energy. You are also the owner of the material body. Therefore, you are the supreme complete. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Purport. In the Bhagavad Gita 13.3, the Lord says, Shetra Gyamchapi Mamvidhi Sarva Shetri Shubharata. O Sayan of Bharata, you should understand that I am also the knower in all bodies. Every one of us is thinking, I am this body, or this is my body. But actually, the truth is different. Our bodies are given to us by the Supreme Proprietor. The living entity, who is also Shetra Gya, or the knower of the body, is not the body's only proprietor. The actual proprietor of the body is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supreme Shetargya. For example, we may rent and occupy a house, but actually the owner of the house is the landlord. Similarly, we may be allotted a certain type of body as a facility with which to enjoy this material world, but the actual proprietor of the body is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is called Sarvadhyaksha, because everything in the material world works under his supervision. <clears throat> this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 9.10, wherein the Lord says, This material nature working under my direction, O son of Kunti, is producing all moving and unmoving beings. From Prakriti, or material nature, come so many varieties of living entities, including aquatics, plants, trees, insects, birds, animals, human beings, and demigods. Prakriti is the mother, and the Supreme Personality of God is the father. Ahambija Pradapita. Prakriti can give us material bodies, but as spirit souls, we are part and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. The living entity being part and parcel of God 
is not a product of this material world. Therefore, the Lord is described in this verse as Atmamula, the original source of everything. He, <coughs> he is the seed of all existences. Bijamam sarvabhutanam. In Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says, Sarvayoni shukauntaya murtaya sambhavantiya tasam brahmamahadyonir ahambija pradapata. It should be understood that all living entities and all species of life, O Sanakunti, are made possible by birth in this material nature, and I am the seed-giving father. Plants, trees, insects, aquatics, demigods, beasts, birds, and all other living entities are sons or parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord. But because they are struggling with different mentalities, they have been given different types of bodies. That's an interesting way of putting it. Because they are struggling with different mentalities, they have been given different types of bodies. Isn't that interesting? There's a, you know, by f there's this in the in the eighth chapter of the Gita. Prabhupada, in his purport, explains that by force of varied consciousness, the living entity is taking different kinds of body in the material world. And here, because they're struggling with different mentalities, they have been given different types of bodies. That's um, a really helpful way of putting it, isn't it? <coughs> Thus they have become sons of Prakriti. That's a motorcycle gang. Sons of Prakriti. They're sons of Prakriti. Thus they have become sons of Prakriti, or material nature, which is impregnated by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Every living entity in this material world is struggling for existence, and the only salvation or relief from the cycle of birth and death is the evolutionary process of full surrender. This is indicated by the word namaha, I offer my respectful basin unto you. In the same context, uh, in, a, in a separate place, Prabhupada mentions how the, the devotees inherit, you brought this up in your class also, I think, the, the devotees, they inherit the, the wealth of their father, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by going back to Godhead. But, you know, those who have become sons of Prakriti, what do they have to, in, what do they have to inherit? There's nothing. They're totally cheated of their inheritance, so they don't get anything. Disowned. <coughs> My Lord... Text 14, my Lord, you are the observer of all the objectives of the senses. Without your mercy, there is no possibility of solving the problem of doubts. Without your mercy, there is no possibility of solving the problem of doubts. I like that one. The material world is just like a shadow resembling you. Indeed, one accepts this material world as real because it gives a glimpse of your existence. Purport. To, par to paraphrase this verse, the objectives of sensual activities are actually observed by you. Without your direction, the living entity cannot take even a step forward. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 1515, You are situated in everyone's heart, and only from you come remembrance and forgetfulness. The living entity under the clutches of Maya wants to enjoy this material world, but unless you give him directions, but unless you give him directions and remind him, he cannot make progress in pursuing his shadowy objective in life. The conditioned soul wrongly progresses toward the wrong objective, life after life, and he is reminded of that objective by you. In one life, the conditioned soul desires to progress toward a certain objective, but after his body changes, he forgets everything. Nonetheless, my Lord, nonetheless, my Lord, because he wanted to enjoy something of this world, <clears throat> you remind him of this 
in his next birth. Mataksmritir gyanam apavanamcha. Because the conditioned soul wants to forget you, by your grace you give him opportunities, life after life, by which he can almost perpetually forget you. Therefore you are eternally the director of the conditioned souls. <clears throat> it is because you are the original cause of everything that everything appears real. The ultimate reality is your Lordship, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. The word sarva pratyaya hetave is explained by Srila Vishwanatha Chakravarti Thakur, who says that as the, the, who says that a result given gives one a glimpse of its cause. A result gives one a glimpse of its cause. For example, since an earthen pot is a result of the actions of the potter, by seeing the earthen pot, one can guess at the existence of the potter. Similarly, this material world resembles the spiritual world, and any intelligent person can guess how it is acting. As explained in Bhagavad Gita, the activities of material nature of the material world suggest that behind them is the superintendence of the Lord. Text fifteen. My Lord, you are the cause of all causes, but you yourself have no cause. Therefore, you are the wonderful cause of everything. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, who are the shelter of Vedic knowledge contained in the Shastras like the Pancharatras and Vedanta Sutra, which are your rep representations and who are the source of the Parampara system. Because it is you who can give liberation, you are the only shelter for all transcendentalists. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Purport. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is described herein as the wonderful cause. He is wonderful in the sense that although there, are, there may be unlimited emanations from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Janmad Yasya Yataha, <clears throat> he always remains complete. Purnasya, Purnam, Adaya, Purnam, Eva Vashishate. In our experience in the material world, if we have a bank balance of $1 million, as we withdraw the money, the balance gradually diminishes until it becomes nil. However, the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, is so complete that although innumerable personalities of Godhead expand from him, he remains the same Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purnasya, Purnam, Adaya, Purnameva Vashishate. Therefore, he is the wonderful cause, Govindam, Adi, Purusham, Tamaham, Bajami, Ishwaraksavaparama Krishna, Satchidananda, Begraha, Anadi, Radya, Govinda, Sarvakarana, Karanam. <clears throat> Krishna, who is known as Govinda, is the supreme controller. He has an eternal, blissful, spiritual body. He is the origin of all. He has no other origin for he is the prime cause of all causes. Even in this material world, we can understand that the sun has existed for millions of years and has given off heat and light since its creation, yet the sun still retains its power and never changes. What then is to be said of the supreme cause, Param Brahma, Krishna? Everything emanates from him perpetually, yet he maintains his original form. Satchidananda Vigraha. Krishna personally says in Bhagavad Gita 10.8, Matak Sarvam Pavartate, everything emanates from me. Everything emanates from Krishna eternally, yet he is the same Krishna and does not change. Therefore, he is the shelter of all transcendentalists who are eager to get free from material bondage. Everyone must take shelter of Krishna. It is therefore advised, akama sarvakamo va moksha kama udadadihi 
Tivrena bhakti yogina yajeta purusham param. Whether one desires everything or nothing, or desires to merge into the existence of the Lord, he is intelligent only if he worships Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by rendering transcendental loving service. Bhagavatam 2.3.10 Param Brahma, <clears throat> the Supreme Lord, and Param Dhamma, the Supreme Repose, is Krishna. Therefore, anyone who desires anything, whether he be a karmi, a jnani, or a yogi, should try to perceive the Supreme Personality of Godhead very seriously, and all of his desires will be fulfilled. The Lord says, Yeyatam mam prapadyante tangstataiva bhajamyaham. As the living entities surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. Even the karmi, who wants everything for his enjoyment, can get it from Krishna. For Krishna, supplying what he wants is not at all difficult. Actually, however, one should worship Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for the sake of getting liberation. Vidaish Chasarvar Ahameba by studying the Vedic literature, one should understand Krishna, as confirmed here, Sarva Gamam Yanaya Maharnivaya. He is in the ocean, and all Vedic knowledge flows toward him. Therefore, intelligent transcendentalists take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sarvadharman Paritjaja Mam Ekam Sharanambraja. <coughs> this is the ultimate goal. <coughs> 16. <coughs> My Lord, as the fire in Arani wood is covered, you and your unlimited knowledge is covered by the material modes of nature. Your mind, however, is not attentive to the activities of the modes of nature. Those who are advanced in spiritual knowledge are not subject to the regulated principles directed in the Vedic literatures. Because such advanced souls are transcendental, you personally appear in their pure minds. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Purport. In Bhagavad Gita 10.11 it is said, Tesham evanukam partam aham agyana jam tamaha nashayam yatma bhavasto jnana deepena basvata For a devotee who has taken the lotus feet of the Lord within his heart, the Lord spiritual enlightenment known as jnana deepa by special mercy from within. This jnana deepa is compared to the fire hidden within any wood. To perform fire sacrifices, great sages previously did not ignite a fire directly. The fire would be invoked from Arani wood. Similarly, all living entities are covered by the modes of material nature and the fire of knowledge can be ignited only by the Supreme Personality of Godhead when one takes him within one's heart. Savai yo. If one takes seriously the lotus feet of Krishna, who is seated within one's heart, the Lord eradicates all nonsense, all ignorance, which is also nonsense. By, this, by the torch of knowledge, one immediately understands everything properly by the special mercy of the Supreme Lord and becomes self-realized. In other words, although a devotee may externally not be very well educated, because of his devotional service, <clears throat> the Supreme Personality of Godhead gives him enlightenment from within. If the Lord gives enlightenment from within, how can, we, how can one be in ignorance? Therefore, the allegation of the Mayavadis that the devotional path is for the unintelligent or uneducated is untrue. Yes, yes, the bhakti bhagavatikinchana sarvargunais tatra sabasate sudaha. If one becomes an unalloyed devotee of the Supreme Lord, he automatically manifests all good qualities. Such a devotee is above the instructions of the Vedas 
He is a Paramahamsa. Even without going through the Vedic literature, a devotee becomes pure and enlightened by the mercy of the Lord. Therefore, my Lord, the devotee says, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite ones. This is a special purport. Since an animal such as me has surrendered unto you, who are supremely liberated, certainly you will release me from this dangerous position. Indeed, being extremely merciful, you incessantly try to deliver me. By your partial feature as Paramatma, you are situated in the hearts of all embodied beings. You are celebrated as direct transcendental knowledge, and you are unlimited. I offer my respectful basis unto you, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Srila Prabhupada's purport. The words, Brihate Namaste, have, have been explained by Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Brihate Sri Krishnaya. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is? Krishna. Correct. There are many tattvas, such as Vishnu tattva, Jiva tattva, and Shakti tattva. But above everything is the Vishnu tattva, which is all-pervading. This all-pervading feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is explained in the Bhagavad Gita 1042, wherein the Lord says, But what need is there, Arjuna, for all this detailed knowledge? With a single, single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this entire universe. Thus, Krishna says that the entire material world is maintained by his partial representation as Paramatma. The Lord enters every universe as Garbhadakshai Vishnu and then expands himself as Shirdakshai Vishnu to enter the hearts of all living entities and even enter the atoms. Every universe is full of atoms, and the Lord is not only within the universe, but also within the atoms. Thus, within every atom, the Supreme Lord exists in his Vishnu feature as Paramatma. But all the Vishnu tattvas emanate from Krishna. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Aham Adirhide, Krishna is the Adi, or beginning, of the Devas of this material world. Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwara. Therefore, he is described here as Bhagavate Brihate. Everyone is Bhagavan. Everyone possesses opulence. But Krishna is Brihan, the possessor of unlimited opulence. Ishvara Panama Krishna. Krishna is the origin of everyone. Ahamsarvasiprabhava. Even Brahma, Vishnu, and Maheshwara come from Krishna. Matakparataram nanyat kinchidasti dananjaya. There's no personality superior to Krishna. Therefore, Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says that Bhagavate Brihate means unto Sri Krishna. In this material world, everyone is an animal because of the bodily conception of life. Yasya mabuddhi kuna petridatuke sadi kalatradishu bhauma ijjadi a human being who identifies the body made of three elements as the self, who considers the byproducts of the body to be his kinsman, who considers the land of his birth to be worshipable, and who goes to a place of pilgrimage simply to bathe, rather than to meet with men of transcendental knowledge, there is said to be considered like a cow or an ass. Could you recognize that was Obama saying that? Practically, everyone, therefore, is a pashu, an animal, and everyone is attacked by the crocodile of material existence. Not only the king of the elephants, but every one of us is being attacked by the crocodile and is suffering the consequences. Only Krishna can deliver us from this material existence. Indeed, he is always trying to deliver us. He is within our hearts and is not at all inattentive. He is within our hearts and is not at all inattentive. His only aim is to deliver us from material life. It is not that he becomes attentive to us only when we offer prayers to him. 
even before we offer our prayers, he incessantly tries to deliver us. He is never lazy in regard to our deliverance. Therefore, this verse says, Budi karanaya namulayaya. It is the causeless mercy of the Supreme Lord that he always tries to bring us back home, back to Godhead. God is liberated and he tries to make us liberated, but although he is constantly trying, we refuse to accept his instructions. Nonetheless, he has not become angry. Therefore, he is described here as Bhuri Karunaya, unlimitedly merciful in delivering us from this miserable material condition of life and taking us back home, back to Godhead. What do you think? Eighteen. My Lord, those who are completely freed from material contamination always meditate upon you within the cores of their hearts. You are extremely difficult to attain for those like me who are too attached to mental concoction, home, relatives, friends, money, servants, and assistants. You are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uncontaminated by the modes of nature. You are the reservoir of all enlightenment, the Supreme Controller of all unto you. Purport, although the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes into the material world, he is unaffected by the modes of material nature. This is confirmed in Ishtanishad, Apapa Vidham. Apapa Vidham. Saparya Gatshukram, Akaya Mavranam, Ashnaviram Shudram, Apapa Vidham. Kavyanishi Paribhu Swayambur, Yatat Yatator Tanviradashasvati Bhyasamabhya. He is not contaminated. This described here. Guna Sangha Vivarjitaya. Although the Supreme Personality of God it appears as an incarnation within this material world, he is unaffected by the modes of material nature. As, as stated in Bhagavad Gita 9.11, Avajanantimamudhamanushimtanumashritam, foolish men with insufficient knowledge deride the Personality of God because he appears just like a human being. Therefore, the Supreme Personality of God can be understood only by the Muktatma, the liberated soul. Muktatma. Muktatma bi swahridaye paribhavitaya. Only the liberated person can constantly think of Krishna. Such a person is the greatest of all yogis. So, what does Muktatma mean? What about Bhutatma? And then there's Muktatma. Right? Huh? Do you like the name? Buktatma. Muktatma. Only the liberated person can constantly think of Krishna. Such a person is the greatest of all yogis. Yoginam apisarvesham madgatanantaratmana. Shadhavan bhajates yomam same yukta tamomataha. Of all yogis, he who always abides in me with great faith, worshiping me in transcendental loving service, is intimately united with me in yoga and is the highest of all. Just in the verse itself, it says, Those who are completely freed from material contamination always meditate upon you within the cores of their hearts. You are extremely difficult to attain for those like me who are too attached to mental concoction, home, relatives, friends, money, servants, and assistants. We're with this this one devotee who's kind of like a congregational member, but then he got cancer, and then near the end, he um, was getting some help from one of my godbrothers, and he, he became really serious and trying to like do a real push at the end to become ready. And when we met him, um, I mean, he was a very sincere person. He was trying as hard as he could, chanting and stuff. But he was in a lot of pain. And I mean, he told me, he told me, he said, it's so hard. Cause I've spent my whole life uh, collecting money and trying to hold on to it as much as possible. So he said, now, you know, it, it, the tendency is there. It's so strong in me. It's, he said, it's not like just at the end here I can suddenly just give everything up, you know. Just like Krishna says.
say what? Text 19. After worshiping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, those who are in the four principles of religion, economic development, sense gratification, and liberation, obtain from him what they desire. What then is to be said of other benedictions? Indeed, sometimes the Lord gives a spiritual body to such ambitious worshipers. May that Supreme Personality of Godhead, who was unlimited, unlimitedly merciful, bestow upon me the benediction of liberation from this present danger and from the materialistic way of life. Purport. Some men within this material world are akami, free from material desire. Some are ambitious to get more and more material profit. And some desire fulfillment in religious life, economic development, sense gratification, and finally, liberation. Akama, sarvakamo va, mokshikama udaradihi, tivrena bhakti yogina, yajeta purusham param. Bhagavatam 2.3.10. It is recommended that whatever one's position, whether one demands no material profit, all material profit, or ultimately liberation, one should offer his obedient devotional service to the Lord, and one will get what he desires. Krishna is so kind. The Lord reciprocates. Whatever even an ordinary living entity wants, Krishna gives. Krishna is situated in everyone's heart, and he gives that which is desired by the living entity. Ishwarak sarvabhutanam, riddhishar janatishtati, brahmayan sarvabhutani, yantrarudani mayaya. The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wanderings of all living entities who are seated as on a machine made of the material energy. Bhagavad Gita 18.61 The Lord gives everyone an opportunity to fulfill his ambitions. Even such a devotee as Dhruva Maharaj wanted the material benediction of a kingdom greater than that of his father. And although he received a spiritual body, he also got the kingdom for the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not disappoint anyone who takes shelter of his lotus feet. Therefore, since Gajendra, king of the elephants, had surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead to get free from the present danger and indirectly from the present danger of materialistic life, why should the Supreme Personality of Godhead not fulfill his desire? Text 121. Unalloyed devotees who have no desire other than to serve the Lord worship Him in full surrender and always hear and chant about His activities which are most wonderful and auspicious. Thus they always merge in an ocean of transcendental bliss. Such devotees never ask the Lord for any benediction. I, however, am in danger Thus I pray to that Supreme Personality of Godhead who is eternally existing, who is invisible, and who is the Lord of all great personalities, such as Brahma, and who is available only by transcendental bhakti-yoga. Being extremely subtle, he is beyond the reach of my senses and transcendental to all external realization. He is unlimited, he is the original cause, and he is completely full in everything. I offer my obeisances unto him. Purport. Anyabilashita shunyam jnana karma jnavritam anukulyena krishna nu shilanam bhaktir uttama. Bhakti resembled this into 1 1 11. One should render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruitive activities or 
philosophical speculation. That is called pure devotional service. Unalloyed devotees have nothing to ask from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but Gajendra, the king of the elephants, was circumstantially asking for an immediate benediction because he had no other way to be rescued. Sometimes when there is no alternative, a pure devotee, being fully dependent on the mercy of the Supreme Lord, prays for some benediction. But in such a prayer, there is also regret. One who always hears and chants about the transcendental pastimes of the Lord is always situated on a platform on which he has nothing to ask in terms of material benefits. Unless one is completely a completely pure devotee, one cannot enjoy the transcendental bliss derived from chanting and dancing and the ecstasy of the Sankirtan movement. Such ecstasy is not possible for an ordinary devotee. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed us how one can enjoy transcendental bliss simply by chanting, hearing, and dancing in ecstasy. This is bhakti yoga. Therefore, the king of the elephants, Gajendra, said, Adyatmika yoga gamyam, indicating that unless one is situated on this transcendental platform, one cannot approach the Supreme Lord. The benediction of being able to approach the Lord can be achieved after many, many births. Yet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has awarded this benediction to everyone, even to the fallen souls who have no heritage of anything in spiritual life. That is actually being seen in the Christian consciousness movement. Therefore, the path of bhakti yoga is the spotless process by which to approach the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhaktyaham Ekayagrayaha. Only through devotional service can one approach the Supreme Lord. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 7.1, Maya Saktamanakparta Yogam Yunjan Rashrayaha Asangshayam Samagrammam now hear, O son of Krita, Arjuna, how by practicing yoga in full consciousness of me, with mind attached to me, you can know me in full, free from death. Simply by being attached to Krishna consciousness and by thinking of the lotus feet of the Lord constantly, one can fully understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, without a doubt, 22 to 24. The Supreme Personality of Godhead creates his minor parts and parcels, the Jiva beginning with Lord Brahma, the demigods and the Brahma, Rig, Yajur, and Atarva, and including all other living entities, moving and moving, with their different names and characteristics. As the sparks of a fire, rays of the sun, to it again and again, the mind, the intelligence, the senses, the gross and subtle material bodies, and the continuous transformations nature, all emanate from the and again merge into him. He is neither demigod nor demon, neither human nor bird nor beast. He is not a woman, woman, man, or neuter, nor is, he, nor is he an animal. He is not a material quality, a fruitive activity, a manifestation or non-manifestation. He is the last word in the discrimination of not this, not this. <laughs> That's great. He's the last. He's the. What was it? He is the last word in the discrimination of not this, not this. And he is unlimited. All glories to the supreme personality of God.
This is a summary description of the Supreme Personality of God is <clears throat> unlimited potency. <clears throat> that supreme that supreme one is acting in different phases by manifesting his parts and parcels, which are simul all simultaneously differently situated by his different potencies. Each and every potency is acting quite naturally. Therefore, the Lord is unlimited. Nothing is equal to him, nor is anything greater than him. Although he manifests himself in so many ways, personally he has nothing to do. For everything is done by expansions of his unlimited I do not wish to live anymore after I am released from the attack of the crocodile. What is the use of an elephant's body covered externally and internally by ignorance? I simply desire eternal liberation from the covering of ignorance. That covering is not destroyed by the influence of time. Purport. In this material world, every living entity is covered by the darkness of ignorance. Therefore, the Vedas enjoin that one should approach the Supreme Lord through the spiritual master, who is described and offered prayers in the Gautamiya Chantra as follows. From which scripture? Correct. Oma jnana timarandasya jnana shalakaya timiditam jena tasmai shri guravena Oma jnana timarandasya I offer my respectful obeisances unto my spiritual master, who with the torch light of knowledge has opened my eyes, which were blinded by the darkness of ignorance. Although one may struggle for existence in this material world, to live forever is impossible. One must understand, however, that this struggle for existence is due to ignorance. Every living being is an eternal part of the Supreme Lord. There is no need to live as an elephant or man, American or Indian, once you desire only to achieve liberation from the cycle of birth and death. Because of ignorance, we consider every life offered by nature to be happy and pleasing. But in the degraded life we, within this mature world, from the life of Lord Brahma down to that of an ant, no one can actually be happy. We are making so many plans to live happily, but there cannot be any happiness in this material world. However, we may try to make a permanent settlement in this life or that. Text number 26. Now, fully desiring release from materialistic from material life, I offer my respectful obeisances unto that supreme person who is the creator of the universe, who is himself the form of the universe, and who is nonetheless transcendental to this cosmic manifestation. He is the supreme knower of everything in this world, the super soul of the universe. He is unborn, supremely situated Lord. I offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Purport. Sometimes in Bhakti Yoga, Krishna consciousness is preached to the common man. People argue, where is Krishna? Where is God? Can you show him to us? In this verse, the answer is given that if we are sufficiently intelligent, we must know that there is someone who has created the entire cosmic manifestation, who has supplied and has become for this cosmic manifestation, who is eternally existing, who is not within the cosmic manifestation. Simply on the basis of this suggestion, one can offer respectful basis simply on the basis of this suggestion. One can offer respectful basis unto the Supreme Lord. This is the beginning of devotional life. It's very practical. This is a very important verse. How many of you agree? One, two, three, four, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I recruited a few more. Eight, three, twenty-six. It's a, show us to him. 
And in this verse, the answer is given that if we are sufficiently intelligent, we must know that there is someone who has created the entire cosmic manifestation, who has supplied and has become the ingredients for this cosmic manifestation. Okay, now we'll take a few reflections because we're at the end of our time here. But we have a couple minutes left for you all to give your reflections. I'm sorry? No, you go ahead. We start up at 27, no? 27. Yeah. Got it. Get it? Got it. I'm a, I'm, I'm astonished um, to see how Gajendra, even in that body of an elephant, and especially amidst the attack of the crocodile, is able to offer um, so heartfelt and elevated prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead while being in the moment. And um, I mean, infinitely is. Gajendra, animal. Then there was Hanuman, animal. Then there was, who's the vulture? Jatayu, animal. The, they all attain perfection. Animals. The prayers, I mean, he's exhibiting is very inspiring. And I mean, it's... That's why it was one of the most popular stories in the Bhagavatam. People love to see an elephant offering prayers. I mean, people like animals. It's the most clicked on of the items on social media. You know, you see a little cat picking a lock or something like that, and they, and you know, it's like 50 million views. But to speak of an elephant offering a offering obeisances to the Supreme Lord. It's really charming. Yes, Prabhu? Prabhu's I was just struck by this sentence in the purple to sixth verse, third chapter. If by the Lord's grace one can understand him, one will immediately be delivered, even within his material body. Mm. The material body will no longer have any function. <laughs> And whatever activities takes place within the body will be activities of Krishna consciousness. And that reminded me of, of what we read in the last chapter of Krishna book about the members of the Yadu dynasty, that they completely forgot their bodies. They just they were so absorbed in Krishna. They, they were like automatically doing whatever. So that's the practical example of this statement. I have a question, Maharaj. It is repeatedly said that if one has no material desires or all material desires, one should serve Krishna. In Bhagavatam, there is a verse, you know, yeah, it's the doubtless and the fearless way of chanting, even if you have all material desires. So if, let's say there are all material desires, then I will not be able to practice Bhakti Yoga properly. It's it's being recommended that in practice, if you have all material desires, then practice bhakti yoga. No, but that's the point of the set. Oh, go ahead. Finish. So how the question is then? If I have all the material desires, then I will be you know looking always towards material desires. How do I practice bhakti yoga? Well, one one can uh, transfer those material desires to Krishna. I gave this example earlier, but probably this is one of the examples Prabhupada gives in this context. He said once there was a thief and his whole desire was to steal people's wealth. And then he heard about Krishna in the forest of Vrindavan. He said he's a little boy and he just walks around all day and he has the most valuable gems uh, just on his body. So the man took a bullet cart all the way to Vrindavan and he went searching through the forest just to find Krishna so he could steal his jewelry. And then when he approached Krishna and he, he was uh, um, conversing with him, making friends with him just so he could steal his jewelry. And then he, he, he said, so now I could take those jewels. And Krishna says, no, I can't. He said, my mother wouldn't like it. <laughs> Prabhupada tells the story. <laughs> my mother won't like it. 
but the but the person became captivated by Krishna and became a devotee. So he only had a material desire. Kama dvesha bayat snehad. This is in seventh cantos. Whether one has kama, bhayam, snehad, all of the different uh, material emotions, if somehow or other, they're directed to Krishna. Manat Krishna nabesha yet. Then uh, they become purified because when you approach Krishna, it's like approaching the sun. So if Krishna is the source of everything, then it may, it's intelligent to approach him for anything. And in doing that, you come in contact with Krishna. And by becoming in contact with Krishna, you become purified of those material desires. So Krishna fulfills the material desires and he makes an arrangement that you become liberated. Verse to back it up. Satyam dishiti artitam artito nrinam naivartito yat punar artito yata swayam vitate bhajatam anichatam this verse from the fifth canto, it says, if someone approaches me, <clears throat> but then they ask for material benedictions again and again. Krishna says, I fulfill his desires, but I do it in such a way that he won't ask for the material benedictions ever again. And instead, he'll want my lotus feet. And it's paraphrased in the Chaitanya Charitamrita in Bengali, where it says, this person is being offered nectar, but instead he wants to drink from poison cup. Said, this person may be a fool, Krishna speaking, but I am not a fool. Therefore, I'll induce him to drink the nectar, even though he's trying for the poison. So that's one of the benefits as someone has sarvakamo, but he approaches Krishna. Krishna knows what he's doing. Besides, I was reading and I said this from the seventh canto that uh, Prabhupada said the, the best way to fulfill all your desires this is in line with Maharaj was saying the best way to fulfill your, all your desires material or otherwise is just to surrender to Krishna and in the case of Kardamamuni he had a desire for a wife but Prabhupada points out that he left it up to uh, the Lord to decide how to handle it because the Prabhupada said if you do that then Krishna knows exactly how to fulfill your desire. But if you try to do it yourself, then you're going to make some mistake. And even Swayambhuvamana, when he brought his daughter to the sage, Kardama, you know that little interim period there, where it seems like Kardama, even though it was the Lord's arrangement, and then just like he said three days later, that Devahuti would show up, they would show up there to give his daughter. But Swayambhuva says, now don't reject this. Because this has been arranged by the Lord for you. Now, if you reject this now, then later on you're going to try to make your own arrangement anyway. And it's not going to look good for you. Because the Lord arranged something for you. You didn't take it, and then you try to make your own. And it won't work, and it won't look good either that you rejected what the Lord gave. So there's within the realm of fulfilling the material desire, but if you depend on Krishna for it, then he does it so perfectly that no one can imagine how it was done. Last one, because Maharaj has to go. I just noticed this. Um, the Lord is the source of our knowledge, and he can give us liberation. Therefore, it is our duty to understand him according to the instructions of devotees, in particular the spiritual master. Although for us, the mode of goodness is covered, by following the instructions of saintly persons and the spiritual master, we can be freed from material clutches. So that gives us hope. All we have to do is follow the instructions of the spiritual master and saintly persons. That'll do her. And that'll do her for the day, too. <laughs> brought to you, today's program brought to you by Broke. <laughs> 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 See what it's done. <laughs> oh.
little dabble, do you? <laughs> we thank everyone for joining us from various locations and for uh, being present here. It really makes a difference. Every one of you sit in here and listen. And uh, it, the, the, the uh, intention and the faithfulness in your heart and hearing permeates the room. That's why it's important to, to have um, box seats and actually be right there in the, uh, in the assembly. You get the most out of it. But those I hear from everyone listening online, too, that they're also relishing in different ways. So um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Gor Premanande. Nitai Gora Haribo. 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 Nitai Gora Haribo. Nitai Gora Haribo. 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 Nitai Gora Haribo.